Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I am Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. the Savvy Traveler. And this is a special edition of Rudy Maxa's World because I'm coming to you from the Northern California County of Mendocino. To be even more precise, I'm broadcasting from the Carnegie Library in Willits, California, a small town of about, oh, several thousand people. Now, between 1899 and 1917, the Carnegie Corporation of New York awarded about $2.8 million in grants to help build, listen to this, 142 public libraries in California. As you may know, you know the name Andrew Carnegie. He was a Scottish-American guy who basically ran the steel industry till he sold uh, U.S. Steel. It was in the late 19th century. He was very big on libraries, and he sprinkled his fortune around the U.S. Work on this former library has begun in 1913. It's owned by the city of Willits. It was placed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1993, and now it is home to the community access television station here, as well as a uh, satellite broadcasting facility for, or, uh, for the local radio station. So all thanks to Mr. Carnegie, at least for his effort to build libraries in the U.S. and Scotland. So... Drive about two and a half hours north of San Francisco, and a sign on Highway 101 welcomes you to Mendocino County. This is what it reads. Wilderness waves wine. Wilderness waves wine. And indeed, this is wild country, 4,000 square miles of hills and forests, only about 80,000 residents here. As for waves, well, Mendocino County boasts 120 miles of coastline, some of it rugged cliffs, some of it beaches offering great surfing and luxury accommodations. And the third W, wine is Mendocino's biggest employer. This land is a rich tapestry of uh, microclimates, and vineyards are everywhere, growing a variety of different grapes, though the Pinot Noirs and Sauvignon Blancs are killers. Grape growing and winemaking began just after the Civil War here, started by farmers, some of whom had failed to find their fortunes during the California gold rush and had to revert back to farming. Prohibition put a screeching halt to uh, the winemaking, of course, and many vineyards were replaced with fruit orchards and nut trees. But Prohibition is over, and you may recognize some of the names of today's winemakers in Mendocino County, such as Parducci Wines, begun in 1931, while well, Prohibition was still in force, but who's counting? The wine industry gathered steam in the 60s with Fetzer and Hush opened up, and winemakers in neighboring Sonoma and Napa counties realized the climate of Mendocino County was as conducive to growing grapes as their own. It's crush season here this weekend, which means grapes have been harvested and are beginning the process of becoming wine. As I drove up 101 from San Francisco and entered Mendocino County, I can tell you, I can tell you at the windows down, the air was redolent with the fragrance of grape. The days are sunny and warm, and the bouquet is in full force by midday. There's another crop being harvested here now as well, though it's relatively sub-rose, and that is marijuana. It's no secret that Mendocino County, and to a greater extent its northern neighbor, Humboldt County, are favorite spots for the cultivation of marijuana. Sometimes the air smells more pot than grape if you happen to pass some little spot where dope is being harvested. Look, it's illegal here to register a few marijuana plants for personal use, and there are numerous medical marijuana shops, but renegades are constantly taunting authorities by planting marijuana in remote parts of forests for a more, shall we say, a mass harvest. Interestingly, these Ill illegal growers do not want dope to be legalized because the prices they fetch for it would plummet. 
Tourism is big business here, of course. The county seat is Ukiah. There's a small coastal town named Mendocino, although that's not the county seat. It's a former lumber town, fell on hard times, and is now a wonderful artist's community and uh, carefully preserved village, which is popular with tourists. We're going to meet some of our guests here, but first I want to just take a quick look at some of the news this week in travel. Ted Reed, Ted Reed excuse me, is the transportation reporter for TheStreet.com, and he was in on a conference call this week. Because the airlines industry trade group, Airlines for America, wanted to brief reporters to preview Thanksgiving travel, discuss the very robust airline industry. Uh, Ted, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Good to be here. Now, look, I have been watching the airline stocks the last year or so. And I got to tell you, you could have thrown a dart at any airline's name and made 50% or more of your investment. I gather that happy days are here again. Definitely. This is a really good time for the airline industry, which historically, up until very recently, had not made money since the days of the Wright brothers. But due to the bankruptcies, capacity, discipline, and now we have declining cost of fuel, it's a very good time. And I gather that the airlines aren't going to pass that declining cost of fuel on to us passengers. I mean, they don't have to. The demand is so high, and, you know, there's no law saying they've got to cut us any favors. Well, demand is high. There's no particular reason to lower the price of your product if people are willing to pay what you're charging for it. But beyond that, the airline industry has been undercapitalized for a long time, so they are using this money for other purposes. They bought 300, they're buying 317 new aircraft in 2014. There's a lot of techno technology upgrades going on. And, of course, a lot of money is being passed on to employees who have a middle-class lifestyle, thanks to their unions. And um, just uh, tomorrow or Sunday, um, American Airlines flight attendants are set to ratify a contract that will add $193 million to their compensation and benefits. And also, a couple of weeks ago, Delta gave everybody a 4% raise. So the money is yeah. being used constructively. All right. The growth industry, airlines, at least uh, as far as their bottom lines go. What did the airlines uh, uh, industry group in Washington have to tell you about this Thanksgiving and travel? Well, this uh, holiday travel season, there's going to be a total of 24.6 million passengers. That's up a bit from 2013. It's about the same as 2012. It's not quite at the 2007-2006 levels, which were about 26 million. Also, if you're interested, the heaviest travel day is going to be Sunday, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, when 2.61 million people will travel. That'll be the heaviest I, travel day you, of the year. Did you... I, I'm sorry I spoke over you. I, I, I wanted to highlight that. You say that Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, there will be more people flying in the United States than any other day all this year, right? That's right. Unbelievable. One of the, one of the slowest days, by the way, is Thanksgiving Day itself when 1.36 million people will fly. The Friday after isn't too bad. So obviously the fares are going to be highest on that Sunday. If you haven't made reservations yet, you're probably out of luck because airlines are flying at very high capacity. And on that day, there'll be... Uh, many flights with no empty seats. Should we be buying stocks still in airline uh, in, in airline companies? I mean, the prices have gone so up, up so high. What does 2015 look like for them? I'm not a stock picker, but um, I know. the industry remains healthy. Fuel prices are low, and that's in enabling profits. Of course, you know, weather is can always be a problem for this industry. I just watched TV, and they said the weather's going to be bad. That can be harmful in the short term. But there's no apparent reason for the increase in stocks to, to diminish in the near future, especially because American, for instance, is still getting many uh, benefits from its merger that are just clicking in. Many of them will be clicking in in 2015. Of course, there may be adjustment periods before that, but I think the industry remains healthy. Ted Reed is the transportation reporter for TheStreet.com. Ted, thanks for stopping by. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, I should add, right now in the hills of uh, Mendocino County, they're alive with mushrooms. This weekend is the annual Mushroom Wine and Beer Festival. It stretches until November 16th. We're going to talk with the owner of Mendocino Mushrooms. We're going to talk with a, uh, a winery expert. We're going to talk about the, muse- the culture here. We're going to talk about culinary things. We've got a lot to talk about. When we come back to the Carnegie uh, Library here in Willits, California, we'll begin our tour of Mendocino County. Don't go away. Don't touch that dial. I'm Rudy Maxson. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Rudy Maxa here with an important message from LifeLock. Identity theft has become such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it all. Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft protection by calling 800-877-3136, or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. This eczema is driving me crazy. All I do is... No matter what I use on this dry, itchy red skin, I can't stop... Introducing the first eczema lotion from Cortisone 10. It contains the strongest non-prescription itch medicine to relieve the... Plus seven moisturizers to help heal severe dry skin. Once you start using it, you'll stop the... For good. Ah, that's better. New Cortisone 10 Eczema Lotion. Feel the heal. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's about 18 minutes after the hour, and this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at Orbits.com, who say everybody knows that vacations are instantly rewarding, instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. Well, with the Orbits Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. You'll earn free hotel nights faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. You book on Orbits.com. You'll learn even more when you book on the Orbits mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. So join Orbits Rewards today at Orbits.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbits.com slash rewards. Or you can go to the radio show website, Rudy Maxa, and look, RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors. Well, this weekend, as I mentioned just before the commercial break, this is part of a uh, 
week-long celebration, it ends the 16th of November, uh, of mushrooms. Because after the first rains of autumn here, mushrooms start popping up here. Um, and this weekend is a special part of this because there is a train here. And we're going to hear about the history in two seconds for my next guest. Um, there's a train that's going to take a group of people who have bought tickets to actually go into the forest, forage around for some mushrooms, taste some mushrooms. The train is called the Skunk Train. Robert Pinoli is, calls himself the chief skunk, and he's the owner of the Skunk Train. Let's first of all, let's get the title out of the way, Robert. What does the Skunk Train mean? So the Skunk Train is a historic passenger railroad that's been here in Mendocino County since 1885. And we acquired our name back in 1925. Now, back up. Why was this train here? It was originally founded as a logging railroad. Because of all the redwoods here, because which I haven't mentioned yet. So the listeners should know we are in redwood country. We are absolutely in the heart of redwood country. And when uh, homes had to be built in San Francisco the first time, and then the second time after the 1906 earthquake, they relied on a lot of the redwood from here. Absolutely. So this train would, would bring the redwood to San Francisco? Not originally. What happened was is C.R. Johnson, who was the founder of the railroad, actually built the railroad from Fort Bragg inland to Willits, which is where we're at today. By the way, we're not talking about Fort Bragg, North Carolina. There's a town on the coast of the Mendocino coast here called Fort Bragg. So this wasn't going across country. That's right. Okay. And so he built the railroad. It took him 26 years to build the railroad across, not because of the engineering feat, but because he only reached further into the forest to get the redwoods as he needed them. And how many miles long was the track? at its height. 40 miles uh, then, 40 miles, 40 miles 26 today. years? It, oh, yes. because he'd built it in increments That's as, right. as you had to go deeper in the forest. Absolutely. So they'd bring the wood to the coast? He had a sawmill there. Uh, he would mill the lumber, and then it would be shipped out on schooners down into the San Francisco Bay. So this train took it to the schooners. Yeah. Okay, so I interrupted you. You were going to say why it was why it's called the Skunk Railroad. So back in 1925, when we acquired our uh, first single-unit self-propelled rail car, they had gas-powered engines, pot-bellied stoves for heat, and the combination of the fumes, the old-timers who lived along the track said these little buses were like skunks. You could always smell them before you could see them. So even back in the early part of the 20th century, there, it was called the Skunk Train? Yes, since 1925. Okay, so was there a... Was there a period where the skunk train lie fallow, for lack of a better word, where it was not used? No, uh, we have uh, operated continuously for 129 years now. So, so it went right from hauling logs to tourism? We've, we've actually always hauled passengers. And early on in the, um, in the late 1800s, people were coming up to the Mendocino Coast as a vacation destination. Okay. Um, they would either get to the Mendocino Coast by schooner and visit families, or they would ride the stage up and ride the stage across to where the railroad ended, uh, depending on its construction. So the railroad today runs from the coast? From the coast. To... Willits. And now I should explain to listeners that we are in the inland part of Mendocino County. So we are not on the coast. So this comes in how many miles from the coast of the train now? Still 40 miles. Still 40 miles. Yes. Okay. So I know we're doing the special event this weekend on the skunk train. Or you're doing the special event. But on your average Monday through average week, does the train go every day? Uh, for the most part, yes. Year-round, we do operate daily. Uh, there are some seasonal exceptions to our schedule. So when it gets a little quieter in January and February, we do see some seasonal adjustments. And are people riding on it to enjoy the scenery, or are they riding, riding on it to get somewhere? Both. And that's the unique thing about the skunk train. The majority of our passengers come from all around the world, of course, to for the scenic beauty. Um 
you know, you can't um, really find scenery like this. Uh, you're on the back of this creature that we call the skunk, and you're being transported back in time through the redwoods, zigzagging back and forth across the river. Um, you know, it's just spectacular. But we also have residents who live along the route that their only way in and out today is by train. Really? Yes. I tell my listeners, I have not ridden the train yet. I'm riding it later this weekend. I'm so looking forward to it, Robert. I just can't imagine. I saw it uh, today uh, parked uh, at the station, but I just can't imagine. And some of it's open air, isn't it? We do have on um, the majority of our trains, we try to operate one open air observation car. And that allows passengers to step outside of their coaches onto the open air car where they're next to nature. No obstructions, no walls, no roofs, um, no windows. It's lovely. Just and the weather is lovely this weekend, so it's going to be a... My guest, if you just tuned in, is Robert Pinoli. He is the chief skunk and the owner of the Skunk Train. We're coming to you from Mendocino County in Northern California, about a two-and-a-half-hour drive above San Francisco. And this is mush- Mushroom Celebration Week here because the mushrooms are out. And uh, this weekend, the Skunk Train is taking people to a... I guess what used to be a is or a Boy Scout camp, sort of halfway between the coast and halfway between the inland where we are here in Willits? Yeah, geographically it is about halfway between. And um, the original 2,000 acres at Camp Mendocino were set aside by the railroad's founder, C.R. Johnson. He wanted kids in future generations to experience an area that he called home, even though he was originally from the Midwest. And um, as a result of that, these 2,000 acres were uh, then transferred to the Boys and Girls Club of San Francisco. And did and the boys and girls get here by train? They are by train to the camp? Some of them do. Most of them, uh, most of them don't. They actually do have a, a, a very a rugged there. logging road into that camp. So, uh, But there are some that do come in by train. Well, it seems like the sensible way to go. Who wants to drive a rugged logging road? Exactly. Except a logger getting road. <laughs> now, do you know much about the redwood situation here? I understand that there's really about 4% of the old growth still left. You know, I don't know if the number is 4%. I'd say that it's probably a little bit higher than that, but um, I don't know how much higher. But there are trees here, I'm told, that could be 2,000 years old. Is that right? Absolutely, and there are trees. 2,000 years, I can't get my mind around that. You will see uh, tomorrow um, on your trip uh, into Camp Mendocino um, countless trees that are well over 1,000 years old and some pushing, you know, 2-plus thousand years old. How... How long can a redwood tree live? Do we know? Have we been around long enough to find one not living? We don't know the answer to that. Okay. And, and I, is there any problem? Do they face any pestilence or but? I mean, is 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 it fairly healthy forest? You, the redwoods um, are really very receptive. You know, have to understand one thing about redwoods is that they grow naturally from Big Sur north to the California-Oregon border and only about 13 air miles inland. And that is the redwood that we have, which is commonly known as the coastal redwood. Its botanical name is the Sequoia sempervirens. And as a result of that, they really rely on this very cool climate that we have. You know, we occasionally get warm days, but we also have a lot of fog at night. And they rely on the moisture from... Coming the, in from the ocean. Yes, right. absolutely. From that fog, it's, it's amazing to see how the needles of a redwood tree will capture the moisture, and then sort of cascade it down. Redwood's roots grow very shallow, um, and so all of that moisture that's uh, cascading down from uh, the needles um, provides much-needed water for that tree. Robert, these trees are 2,000 years old. They're, I, you know, a man cannot even begin to put his arms around a quarter of it from the pictures I've seen. That's that, right. right. And they have shallow roots? Very shallow roots. How, how, very, very shallow roots. But they must be spread out. 
there the root system is um like you know a mess of wires you know it'd be like right, walking right. into a modern day IT room where the wires are everywhere i mean the, the roots you know who knows how far the root system travels and that's what keeps them you know standing you know so straight and so tall well what a great way to see the redwoods hopping on the skunk train and just doing uh, the website by the way if you're headed out this way you ought to be you know everybody thinks you know it stops between san francisco and san diego california doesn't stop come up north this is incredibly gorgeous territory the website is skunktrain.com simple enough you can find out when it runs you can i presume purchase a ticket ahead of time absolutely right? and uh, i just god I, I i wish i had known about this when my kids were younger because i would love to have brought them in a open air train going through a redwood forest well bring them now they're not too old no, they're not. They're not too old. You're right. You're right. And one of them lives in San Francisco. So Perfect. If he, if he hasn't been here, I'm going to uh, tell him about it. Well, Robert, uh, I, I can't wait to ride the skunk train, and thanks for uh, giving us a little glimpse into it. You're very welcome. Thank you. All aboard. All aboard. That's what I say at the open of my show, by the way. Go all aboard. Because it's a travel show. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you. Wow, I just can't wait to get on the string. This is great. I'm coming to you live. If you've just tuned in, we're doing a special edition of Rudy Max's World from Mendocino County. And we're going a little deeper into the county, exploring some of the facets of it. I'm new to Mendocino County, so I'm like a kid here. When we come back, we're going to talk to the mushroom man. His name is Eric Schramm, and it's mushroom season here, as I've mentioned. Apparently, there are thousands of varieties. We'll get the details. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 after the hour, and I've got an important message for you from LifeLock. Identity theft has become such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it all. Forbes magazine, for example, says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. You can protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, your credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus. 
It's the most comprehensive identity theft protection ser- uh, service you can find. You can call them at 800-877-3136. It's 800-877-3136. Or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Good protection to have. 800-877-3136. Coming to you live from Bendocino County in Northern California, about a two-and-a-half-hour drive north of San Francisco. We are up here in Redwood Country in... Oh, it's just fabulous up here. The hills are beautiful. You might mistakenly think you're in the hills of Italy. It's so gorgeous here. And one man who knows these hills well, because he prowls them looking for mushrooms, is my next guest. His name is Eric Schramm. He's known as the Mushroom Man, and he's the owner of Mendocino Mushrooms. Eric, nice to have you on the show. It's glad to be here, Rudy. It's a welcome to God's country. Well, it is stunning. It's my first visit here. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say I finally got here. Now, I, did I read somewhere that there are like 3,000 varieties of mushrooms in Mendocino County, about 500 of which, if you really push it, are edible? Yeah, you, you break it down with the 3,000 different varieties. At, you know, every university and um, mycology class and all of the uh, mycology clubs come here because we have such a diverse terrain and, and um, amount of mushrooms. Um, there's 500 edibles, but that's kind of a misnomer because out of the 500 edibles, there's only about 30 readily identifiable mushrooms. Okay, the 30, 30 that you would you would find. Now, so is, are are there people in Mendocino County who have, like, secret mushroom patches that they tell no one else about? Is it like the truffle hunters of Italy, for example? Yes, some of them did. Take them to their grave. They they won't even share with their kids. But uh, it's uh, it's not quite quite that bad. There uh, we have a lot of different mushrooms here that we pick, and uh, so it's uh, it's nice to have a. It's like money in the bank to have a beautiful mu- mushroom patch that no one else knows about. And these are all wild, I and mean, we're not. You can't harvest mushrooms, right? Right. I cultivate nothing. I'm probably North America's oldest solely wild mushroom company for 35 years i've been um, buying packing picking and shipping mushrooms all right now i was going to say what right, so when you pick these mushrooms who buys them who do you sell to i ship uh, on a weekly basis to uh, almost any city in america uh, primarily my main accounts are new york boston san francisco um seattle and uh, it all depends on the time of year and prices. Uh, sometimes when uh, we hit a low price point, I even export to Europe and occasionally to Japan. Are these going to retail outlets or to restaurants? Um, mainly to, to uh, wholesalers. I, I tell people, if you don't want 100 pounds of mushrooms, don't talk to me. <laughs> 100 it, pounds of mu- mushrooms aren't that heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a matter of shipping. You know, I can pack 100 mushrooms or I can pack a, an average restaurant will use uh, around 10 pounds of mushrooms a week unless they have a real high flow. So uh, I'd be selling to, you know, 10 different restaurants and have to pack them or um, to one wholesaler, and then he can get them to them, and, and my job is done. Well, let me ask, do the wholesalers offer them to any retail establishments, or do they only service restaurants? Yeah, they, uh, you know, they sell to everybody. Um, I have okay. a great account in San Francisco, uh, Far West Fungi, and uh, he d- d- deals with uh, Whole Foods and all the farmer's markets down there. And uh, so the, the, the people will get my mushrooms, but uh, it's, it's hard to get them out of here because we're so far away from an airport. Uh, most of the other mushroom companies nowadays are close to a major airport. So do you truck them to San Francisco's airport? 
Um, I use a UPS. Um, it, okay. They have a great service that uh, it works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Um, <laughs> they pick them out of my pick up the mushrooms, uh, boxed up, packaged, ready to go, out of my cooler at two in the afternoon, and they're guaranteed to go wherever I send them by ten thirty the next morning. Wow, that is amazing. And it, now I know we're in mushroom season now. When does mushroom season end? Um, it, it doesn't end for a long time. Um, we have mushrooms here in a steady progression, the uh, seven different species that I ship tonnage of, um, through about April 15th here, depending, of course, on the weather. And uh, after that, I moved my operation up to the Mount Shasta-McLeod area, where we produce um, morel and spring porcini mushrooms for about approximately three months. So it's a, a full-time job. There's always mushrooms somewhere. I've even uh, picked uh, uh, morel mushrooms inside the Arctic Circle in uh, September and October. Fascinating. I've got to tell you before I say goodbye to you, I had lunch today with a woman who's written a cookbook that's got about 250 mushrooms uh, recipes in her name. Her name is Allison Gardner, and it's called Wild Mushroom Cookbook, and you can find details at wildmushroomcookbook.com. Where can we find... Oh, here, I know. I've got your... Do you have a website that I need to know uh, about? No, I don't, because I'm a wholesaler. You know, I, okay. I mainly deal with... After 35 years, I have a lot of accounts that... Um, got it. Yeah, again, if you don't want 100 pounds, don't talk to me. <laughs> Eric Schramm, I'm, I'm glad we talked to you today. Thanks for talking to me, even though I don't need 100 pounds. Take care. Okay, I, I hope, hope to see you in one of our great events here in the next couple days. I think you will. Eric Schramm is a mushroom man, owner of Mendocino Mushrooms. Don't call him unless you want 100 pounds. Coming to you live from Mendocino from the town of Willits, California, Northern California. God's country, don't go away. We'll be right back with more. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Rudy Maxa here with an important message from LifeLock Ultimate Plus. Identity theft has become such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it all. Did you know stolen medical records are worth about $10 on the open market, which is 10 times more than the average stolen credit card number? Cyber criminals are looking for medical records due in part to inadequate security systems in the healthcare industry. Hackers are able to steal names, birth dates, policy numbers, and billing information from healthcare providers. So don't wait to be a victim. Protect yourself with LifeLock Ultimate Plus. It's the most comprehensive identity theft protection available, helping to protect your identity 24-7, whether home or away. It protects your credit cards, social security, bank accounts, and more. So be a savvy traveler and call for immediate protection with LifeLock Ultimate Plus at 800-877-3136. That's 800-877-3136. Once again, 800-877-3136. Or you may visit RudyMaxa.com and look under Sponsors. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. This eczema is driving me crazy. All I do is... No matter what I use on this dry, itchy red skin, I can't stop... Introducing the first eczema lotion from Cortisone 10. It contains the strongest non-prescription itch medicine to relieve the... 
Plus, seven moisturizers to help heal severe dry skin. Once you start using it, you'll stop the for good. Ah, that's better. New Cortisone 10 Eczema Lotion. Feel the heal. So you need to find a plumber to replace your water heater? The question is, where are you going to look? Phone book? That got tossed in the recycling bin as soon as it hit your doorstep. Web search? Not unless you feel like sorting through an endless list of search results. What you need is someone to refer a local pro you can trust. So do what Rudy Maxa does and log on to homebuild411.homeadvisor.com. Homeadvisor.com gives you free access to a network of over 85,000 background check service professionals who have the expertise to help you with all your home repair and remodeling needs. It's the fast, free, and easy way to find top-rated local pros who've been rated and reviewed by homeowners like you. That's why over 25 million homeowners have trusted homebuild411.homeadvisor.com to find the quality home improvement professionals they're looking for. It's why you can, too. Don't wait to get started on your next project. Just go to homebuild411.homeadvisor.com or go to rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. I'm in a very special place. If you just tuned in, we've taken the show on the road for a special edition of Rudy Maxa's World coming to you from the town of Willits, California, tiny town inland from the Pacific Ocean in the county of Mendocino, which is about a two-and-a-half-hour two hour drive north of San Francisco. And if you haven't been up here, as I hadn't until this weekend, Come on up. This is gorgeous country. It's all about wine. It's about surfing. It's about mushrooms. It's about uh, beer. And we're talking about wine for a moment. My guest is Katrina Fry. She is the co-founder of Fry. Is it wine or winery? Fry Vineyards is what we call Fry it. Fry Vineyards. Yes. Okay. And I understand before we get, I want to hear what kind of wines you make. But first, I've been reading a bit about the wine industry here. And apparently this was one of the leaders in 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 organic growing of grapes for wines, so-called organic wines. That's right, Rudy. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, and well, welcome nice to Mendocino. Here. Thank you. Um, yes, Fry Vineyards was the first organic winery you were in the, the first. United States. Yeah, we started the f- in the very first. And, you know, that was back in the days where we still had to deal with the jokes about the worms and the organic apples. So it, wow. was, it was a stretch. So what does organic do mean when it comes to, or, when we say it, this is an organic wine? So what that means is, of course, you grow the grapes without using herbicides or pesticides. But more importantly, you have a soil fertility plan. So you're always looking at the health of the soil and you're trying to add wonderful compost and cover crops and looking at improving the quality of your fruit through those kinds of methods. And when did you start? 1980. We really were ahead of our time. Um, But it also explains why Mendocino County is far and away the largest grower of organic grapes in California. We have over a third of all of the organic acres of wine grapes in Mendocino County. Wow. Now, uh, what what varieties of grape do you grow at Fry uh, Winery Vineyard? You know, we're in a wonderful place in inland Mendocino County to grow a wide range. We're right at the end of the Mayacama Mountains that go through mm-hmm. Napa, and we're 30 miles from the coast as the crow flies. But we, So we have cool nights, but no fog and hot days, so we can Perfect. grow 
beautiful petite Syrah, Zinfandel, Cabernet. We can grow Chardonnay, and we do <laughs> and, grow. And how many, and how many Sauvignon Blanc. varieties do you make of, of, of wine? We have 12 different varieties of wine, and that includes our organic line as well as our biodynamic line. All right, let's talk a bit um, about biodynamic. That's, that's a whole step up from, from, uh, uh, from organic. Give, can you give the audience a, a general overall of what growing biodynamically means? Sure. I like to call it the gold standard of organic agriculture. And it was started in 1920s by an Austrian philosopher named Rudolf Steiner. He was trying to develop a system of looking at your farm and property as a whole organism. It's the oldest certification program in the world. The, um, there's an agency called the Demeter Agency that certifies biodynamic farms across the world. And what it means is you make your own compost, you introduce farm animals into the landscape, and you harvest their manures. You make special preparations that are similar to homeopathic medicines. Another aspect that I really like is here in the United States, you set aside 10% of your farmland to nature. So Maybe here in the wine country, what that means is you restore and repair a riparian zone that runs through your property. Mm. If you're in the Midwest, you let a little corner of your property go back to the native prairie. And isn't the calendar very important in biodynamic? I mean, there are certain times of the moon that certain things have to happen, should happen? That's absolutely right, Rudy. I mean, farmers for centuries have always known that the tides influence seed germination. And then biodynamics believes there are rhythms beyond that of the planetary rhythms that also influence how the plants are growing. So you're so watching the phases of the moon. You're watching, you're watching every day. We are. And we have special calendars that are published to help us do that. I've seen those calendars. I find the biodynamic thing very fascinating. Please visit our website if you want a little more depth about that, frywine.com. And, and fry is spelled F as in Frank, R-E-Y. So it's frywine.com. Check them out. Can folks order wine from frywine.com? Absolutely. We're distributed across the country, and you can also order directly from our website. And you have something coming up next weekend. So if we have listeners who might be uh, listening... Yes, if you're in Northern California next Saturday, we're having a, a private mushroom walk because where the mushrooms are starting to pop, we've had a few rains, then we're going to harvest those. We're going to go back to the winery for an organic lunch and hopefully with a few of those mushrooms incorporated. And a little fry wine. And a, a great topping off of fry wine. Katrina Fry, F-R-E-Y. Check it out at frywine.com. Thanks, Katrina. Thank you. We'll Rudy. be back from Mendocino right after this break. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to the show. Rudy Maxa's World is coming to you this weekend from Mendocino County, California. And what a beautiful place it is. It's a couple hours above San Francisco. A long, rugged, but also 
beaches, beaches for surfing on the coastline. We are inland. If you take Highway 101 out of San Francisco, uh, right over the Golden Gate Bridge, and just keep coming north, and you will come right through the heart of Mendocino County. Hilly, rugged, redwoods, mushrooms, guys growing marijuana. Okay, we don't talk a lot about that. It's not a big deal. I won't encroach on your trip. Uh, great resorts along the coast, B&Bs and other places inland. And I'm delighted to be joined by Allison Glassy. She is the director of the Mendocino County Museum, where I just visited it about, well, about 45 minutes ago. It's a modest museum, but it's not modest in its in in your in your efforts i was surprised this is a museum well what am i describing you're the you're the director of it describe for listeners who can't see it on television right now what this what this museum is all about well the museum is all about mendocino county and that embraces indians the indians who lived here yes and who still live here and who still live here and it embraces the settlers from the 1800s and the settlers from the 1960s and 1970s, and it. Uh, and these, and these were, excuse me, in the early before the Civil War, these were the. They started cutting down the redwood trees to build houses in San Francisco. There was definitely that connection, and um, it. There were people who settled here before, during, and after the Civil War ostensibly to get away from uh, some of that, but also bringing some of their views with them. And uh, there have just been different waves of people coming coming through over thousands of years. And uh, it also involves the new settlers from the late uh, 1900s. And uh, it involves people who... This is a resource-based county, so people who live by using and conserving the resources that are here in this county. Well, let me just see if I can recollect the high points from you, the yes. museum. First of all, you had these amazing locomotives from these the trains that once carried Redwood either to San Francisco or down to or across across Mendocino County to the Pacific Ocean where schooners would take them down to San Francisco. Amazing pieces of yeah. equipment. Yeah, that's part of the Roots of Motive Power collection and they're a The Roots of Motor Power. Motive oh, Power. Thought. Yes. And um, it's a group of guys who are really into steam and they know their stuff. And, and they, they preserve them work. here. Yes. And yes. not only do you have a couple just standing enclosed in the museum, there's there's an enormous couple football field sizing with a warehouse where the, every other Sunday they're there working on yes. locomotives and I suppose other cars, yeah, and cabooses. Steam and equipment and steam donkeys and, and equipment that was used in logging from the 1800s. And visitors forward. can come and watch them doing their work. Yes. Okay, so there, you got the locomotives there. I thought it was a great display. You have a new display that graphically illustrates the number, incredible number of Indian tribes here um, and, and, and some of their, their handiwork and their history. Yes. And let's see, you also had, uh, oh my, you have a whole total recreation of a perfect little drugstore that is right out of time, frozen in time. Yes. Even with the, the little Campbell soup can still yes. sitting yes, on the counter. The Willis Creamery that was operated for 50 years with the uh, three sisters, the three Collie sisters. Three identical, bond, they looked identical, yeah. they weren't, but blonde sisters who yeah. ran the the luncheonette there. Yes, yes. And, and then you also have a, a total replica, well, not a replication, you have... <laughs> the recreation. A, the dentist's office. Of a dentist's office, And yes. it's his stuff. Yes, and it was over 50 years of being in in uh, service. And then we also have a general store from the South Coast over 50 years again. 
And what these these capture different parts of the county. It captures different businesses, and it captures you know people making a living in Mendocino County, and and what it takes to do that. Well, I'll tell you, the dentist's office captured why. It reminded me why, as a kid, I feared going to the dentist. <laughs> I mean, that compared to dentist's offices today, it looks like a torture chamber. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was rather stark. Yeah, but I mean, it's incredible to look at, and I'm sure little kids who go in, you know, now there's music playing, and there's goldfish on the ceiling, and, yeah. you, you know, everything's all sort of modern, and, uh, you know, I don't know, they've got lasers, goodness knows yes. what, but looking at that was fascinating. I think you've done, in a small space, and I know you're big upping, and I know mm-hmm. you are, as a director, are constantly pushing for more staff, more money, more space, but I think you've done a heck of a job. Well, more more exhibits, more education, more things that people can actually participate in. And you mentioned our new exhibit, Woven Worlds, and the whole concept of Woven Worlds is how the the tribes have woven together their history to the present, and um, that's a very important part of the story, and the museum is all about telling stories. And if you're listening to this and you're planning a trip to Mendocino, as you should be, I've got to tell you, uh, you know, I don't rave all the time when we take a show on the road. Um, the website for the museum is mendocinomuseum.org. That's simple, mendocinomuseum.org. Allison Glassy will be there to greet you, and uh, you can tell her Rudy sent you. But i got to tell you, this is a place, and, and this is right in downtown Willits, by the way, where we're broadcasting from today, W-I-L-L-I-T-S, Willits, uh, California. A, a cute little town. Yeah, don't forget a, the hippie van. Oh, my gosh, that hippie van. There is a van in this museum in which a woman lived for years. I mean, it looks like it was designed by Timothy Le- uh, Unbelievable. I mean, that hippie van is yeah. very cool. Allison Glassy, thanks for stopping by. Thank you very much. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We've come to the end of the first hour. That was fast. Uh, I know a few of our stations leave us, but most of you stay around for the second hour. I'm delighted you do. Don't go away. In about six minutes, we'll be back with more Mendocino County. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.